What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. I found Robert White for y'all. I sure did. He's from the Quantum Leadership Mentor. He is amazing. He even waited for me while my Wi-Fi was down. He's really a great guy. He's an executive mentor, author, a speaker. He utilizes a, a rich personal history of entrepreneurship and high-impact learning um, in working with executives and their teams to develop extraordinary personal leadership skills focus, alignment, and commitment. And as you guys know, like every time we get on with these amazing professionals on here, they always leave you with such amazing nuggets that you can take back to your team, to your businesses and all of that. So Robert, welcome to Straight Talk. How are you today? I'm great, Nina. It's wonderful to be with you and with your listeners. Thank you. Yeah, I have some great listeners. A lot of them are leaders and entrepreneurs, and it's been really phenomenal hearing from them. They like to follow the people that are on the show. They leave comments and all that great stuff. So before we get into all of that knowledge that I know is stored in you, Mr. White, tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? <laughs> you know, that's like the question you get on Miss America, where yes. I'm all about world peace. <laughs> You know, right, right, right. Uh, look, I'm a I'm a father of of uh, eight. Uh, I did lose a son last year, so I guess I I don't know how to answer that question. I guess I'm now a father of eight, still a father of eight, but yeah. seven surviving. I am uh, very interested in contribution at this point in my life, in making a difference. One mm -hmm. of my friends, dear friends, uh, Arjun Sen, talks about people being one of one. And I'm uh, I'm continuing to work on that. You know, <laughs> I think God put me here for a specific purpose. Yeah. And I'm working on realizing that purpose. Oh, that's amazing. Now, you know, first of all, so sorry for the loss of your son. I really am. I know that that's a very hard thing to transcend and go through. Um, and so so you've been um, hitting a couple of battles, huh? There's a there's a lot of battles in life. Um, tell me a little bit about about you, like. You know why? Why are you trying to find this purpose in your life? Like, what what has gone on in your in your history, in your businesses, like things like that? Give us a little bit about more about you. Well, on that subject of purpose, it's first of all, it's it's at the heart of the work that I do mm. with executives. I believe that having a clearer sense of your purpose is more valuable than vision. Much more, actually, That's much. True much more valuable than vision because it's foundational. Why you are here, why your company exists, what is unique about you, that's that one of one thing, but also what's unique about your company, 
So I, I work a lot at the level of purpose. And what I realize is that in my personal life, uh, I've had several different purposes, even though uh, much of it, I was unconscious about that, but I was absolutely consistent in terms of living out of that purpose. Look, I grew up in, in uh, you know, the sad story, but, you know, it's just the way it was in poverty and abuse. And I made a decision then, I will not be poor. And that was mm-hmm. the driving level of purpose that I had for many, many years. And I ended up living in a 14,500 square foot home in on 76 acres just outside of Aspen, Colorado. Wow. With my own jet and, and you know, the five vehicles and all that stuff. Uh, because if you are coming from, I will never be poor again, an adaptive behavior for that, here, get a little courtesy of some expensive therapy I've done on myself and, uh, you know, with some very expert people, Yeah. what you get from, I will never be poor again is, is potentially I'll show them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you can make all the money. You know, at that time, uh, uh, my company was the largest training company in Asia, second largest in the world, uh, 240 people, 15 offices, you know, re- really wow. a successful business. What it didn't bring me was joy and satisfaction. Mm. And I, mm. I literally started waking up in that beautiful home in Aspen most mornings thinking, uh, I have a feeling there's something I'm supposed to be doing. And I haven't done it yet. So, wow. That, and what that made me realize is that the purpose I was living in that, you know, high end lifestyle was I'm a rich guy in Aspen. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that's an embarrassing thing to admit, by the way, or at least it was for me to admit that I had fallen into that. I mean, I still was doing some good. Our company was doing great. And great work with people. I uh, was on six nonprofit boards. Uh, I was raising some great kids and skiing 80 days a year. So, mm-hmm. like, I had this empty, terrible life. But my experience of it lacked joy and satisfaction. Wow. And saying I'm a rich guy in Aspen, even though I never said it out loud, uh, that doesn't bring joy and satisfaction. That's like a little That's temporary different. balm. Um, that's that's really deep that's really really deep Robert because you know I think that when you come from a place where you are you know poor or struggling and you know things like that you you don't realize that it, it doesn't matter at the level of finance that you're in we all struggle right we all have something we're contending with um you know yes money can make things a little bit easier when it comes to that kind of stuff I was also you know, born in, in the projects and, you know, lived, had a very abusive upbringing as well. So I can so relate to you on this, on that level. And I also said the same thing. I'm not going to be a product of this. I just won't be a product of this, you know? Um, and, uh, but, but you're right. There is something that happens even when you get to the six figures in your case, seven, eight figures, whatever, if you didn't find that purpose or that calling or whatever it is that's going on in your life, yes, you can, you can put, you can strap on your boots and you can make it happen but you still make it happen with something lacking, right? Which is what I'm hearing you say. Um, I, I get that. I get that. What What do you do? Like, 
you know, that's a, that's a, that's a deep thing to go through, isn't it, Robert? Like you're sitting there and you're going through it and you're saying, I'm a rich guy in Aspen. I, I, I could ski 80 times a year, but I feel very unpurposed right now with what I really feel like I really want to do. Right. So, so what was that turning point for you? What did, what did you decide to do? What, what was your next move? Well, a couple of things happened. One was that I agreed to spend uh, six months traveling with the late John Denver. Uh, mm -hmm. John was a personal friend and we used his music and our tr trainings a lot. Uh, I did a training for him and for his foundation staff and uh, board of directors. So there were, we had a lot of closeness and, you know, John did, we would do in that tour, uh, it was called higher ground. It was the teachings of Buckminster Fuller about his world game about creating mm -hmm. a sustainable future for all. And uh, so one night, John and I would do that event. And then the next night he'd do a concert. And uh, when he does a concert, you know, there's 10 or 15 to 20,000 people out there. And he's, you know, it's 1030 by the time he finishes. Right. And he wound up. <laughs> he's, he's, he's ready for a, the rest of his day. Right. I want to go right. to bed. But right. in one of those many conversations on the road, he he looked at me just kind of strange. And I said, you know, what's going on? And he said, you know, you think you're a big deal. He's saying this to me. Oh, you, wow. think you think you're a big deal, but what's really ahead of you is what you're here for. And he was, he was, he didn't use the word purpose, but that's what he was talking about. Wow. And we kind of laughed about it, but he was sincere. And he reminded me of that several times. Um, the next thing that happened is, that in the same week, our wives, uh, who were best friends and still are, uh, left us for another guy. Oh, my God. And that's called getting humbled really fast. Uh, the love of my life left me for a lawyer and put me through three years of hell. Wow. So it was a great, I don't want to do it again, Nina, before <laughs> you ask, but it was a fantastic learning experience for me. I bet it was. But the other thing that happened in the same three months is that uh, in addition to growing much closer to John as a human being, because uh, we're going through this thing together, right. um, the uh, top seven managers of my Asian business left in the same day, on the same day, <laughs> and set up a competitive company to mine. Ooh. And for my US corporate training business, corporate culture change, um, the top guy left with my top five clients. So oh my God. Uh, I, I lost $30 million. I got humbled. I lost the, in addition to most importantly, the marriage, uh, I lost uh, the house and the jet and all of that. Right. Uh, and and started over. So my awakening that started with me just waking up uh, in that beautiful home, uh, thinking there's something that uh, there's a calling and I, I mm -hmm. need to figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, then I got the shock and or a series of shocks that actually helped me discover, because what I realized is I needed to go back to what we teach which is mm. what is your purpose grounded in? And I, I, knew, I realized mine needs to be contribution. It's been there, wow. but kind wow. of in and out. And, and uh, I need to dedicate my life to contributing.
So that's that's kind of a, a part of the story. That's a that's a powerful part of the story, right? Because I I really you know, I, I sometimes feel that that happens to all of us at different levels, of course. I mean, that was a big impact in your life, you know, losing a marriage and losing that much money and losing what you were what you were uh, comfortable in, what you were living in. Right. That's extremely hard. I mean, I remember me and my husband lost our home, our cars and everything, and we were homeless for a while. And it's it's tough. I mean, it hurts the heart. It hurts the soul. It humbles you. Uh, it makes you also more real, to be honest. It made me more real, made me more connected. It made me more aware. So it actually was a good thing too, but it was a very hurtful and hard thing to go through. So I'm so sorry you went through that, Robert. And I'm also so glad you went through that too, because I know that that does something to us. It shakes us up, right? Well, there's two things about it that are really vividly clear to me. One is that a former employee uh, who left my company to go to the company called, uh, at that time, EST, but now Landmark Education, which is now the largest experiential training company in the world. And uh, so he went there as a trainer originally, became their CEO, left and went on his own. So he was on his own when I was going through all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And he became my coach, not in business, even though he's a pretty sharp business guy, but as a dear friend, or wow. in my work, what's called a committed listener, somebody that knows you and knows what you're really up to and is willing to confront you. And when that relationship started, I was talking to him a couple, couple of times a week for about eight weeks, and he never said anything. He'd do the, uh-huh, mm, I understand, while I rattled on with my victim story about the, the, the wife leaving me and the business failing and all this stuff happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, then after about eight weeks, one, one night he said, uh, uh, Robert, could I uh, ask you a question? And I was so shocked because he's, you know, <laughs> I'm looking for advice and counsel and for somebody to agree with my victim story. And uh, right out of our trainings, but he phrased it in a little different way. He said, wouldn't it be useful to take 100% responsibility for all of this? Ooh. 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 And, <laughs> and, the that, and the word that got me was useful because I'm a pretty <laughs> practical guy, actually. Yeah, yeah. And it, in that moment, I went, oh, 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 that, that thing <laughs> that I wrote a book about, that thing that we teach. <laughs> That's, you know, right. Uh, anyway, wow. that was, that, that's one thing that happened. The other thing is I started to really deeply analyze why I lost the business and the mm. wife. Mm. Mm. And I learned so much about relationships and doing that. But I learned so much about business that I now use with clients. Uh, I mean, I read, I went to a bunch of other people's trainings. I had three different coaches on the business channel. And what came out of that is the work that I do today. So was it, and it's kind of like, you know, do I want to do it again? No. No. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I say too. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that again. I just want to learn the lesson and go. So tell me what you do today, Robert. So, you know, because your life has really, you know, been through such a, a, a beautiful and hard roller coaster. 
Um, so what is it that you do today? How do you are, are how are you helping like companies and CEOs and stuff like that today? What what do you do? Uh, I, I didn't plan it this way, but it, it turns out to be true. Uh, in looking back is that I work with two kinds of clients. Uh, some of them are in trouble, some version of a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, they're maybe sales are declining or margins are going down. Key people are leaving. They're not sleeping well. They're mm-hmm. struggling maybe in their marriage. Uh, they are uh, increasing the intake of alcohol and uh, drugs, uh, either legal or illegal. Uh, you know, their life, their life's a mess. Their team is not well. So I, I, that's a client that's good for me uh, to kind of end the suffering, stop mm. the slide, and get back on a track that works. Uh, the other client is the one that they're really doing quite well, and they look into the future. It's usually an entrepreneur or the head of a division of a, a, a bigger company that looks into the future and says, this is really bright we're going to have to make some significant changes that this is a possibility that we've been getting ready for mm-hmm. yet we are not either he he or she individually or the team the team are not ready for that possibility that's they're wisdom not, they're mm-hmm. not adequate to it and and they're smart enough aware mm-hmm. enough to know that mm-hmm. uh, but what i do is i work uh, one-on-one uh, with executives uh and that almost always leads to a team training, which, is, of course, is the biggest strength for me. Right. The biggest background is working with groups uh, where we we get people engaged. We get the, we work on focus, alignment and commitment. That's the three. Those are the three that that make a company work in my experience. So mm-hmm. help them get focused. What are we really up to here in this 90 day period? and get right. everybody on that same page. Then getting aligned and getting aligned around purpose, around vision, around values, and our strategic intent, and having them buy into that because they create it right. as a team. And then finally, uh, the the cornerstone of all of our work is commitment. Uh, mm-hmm. People in, in our language, and I'm saying our because I fall into it myself, uh, in our language, in our decisions, in our choices, and how we think, we get these uh, little weasel words that creep into it, like "I'll try," mm-hmm. uh, "I'll do my best," "I'll," uh, uh, you know, all of these things that we use to avoid absolute commitment. All right. Uh, wow. And uh, I've got a million, I have a million stories to illustrate that, but you know, we've only got a few minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but do you know, so, okay. So let, let's talk a little bit about what it is you're doing and how this, this CEO or entrepreneur or somebody who's listening to this right now, uh, how do they come face to face or know that they are in a mess, right? Let's, let's, let's go on that angle because I think that, as you know, you have to be really have some um, some self-reflection, some self-awareness that you are you are possibly the problem of your team or the possibly the problem of leading that team in the wrong direction. And that takes sometimes some humbleness that some of these CEOs or bigger people do not have yet. Right. Because sometimes right. it takes something catastrophic or something to happen to them for them to go, Oh, you know, maybe I was the, 
the problem. So how, if you can speak to someone right now, who's listening, an entrepreneur or somebody who, who's saying that their team is a mess and everything's going wrong and blah, blah, blah. How do they start to become self-aware or how, how is it that they can at least acknowledge that they're going to need an assistance, you know, like, like what you're offering? Look, I've spent 23 years of my life living abroad in Asia. And so I've got a zillion Asian sayings. Here's one from Zen Buddhism. Fish do not describe water very well. Whatever we're living in, we get unconscious about it. Yes. This yes. is why everybody needs a coach if they're serious about anything. Yes. I'm not yes. selling me here. I'm telling you that uh, if your issues are all life issues, you need a life coach. I'm not that. Mm -hmm. uh, but if your issues are business, that's going to intersect with your life. That's where I happen to work. And there are other good people doing that. You need mm -hmm. a coach because what's your problem is you and you are not able to see you. You are the fish in water. Right. Uh, you, don't, you don't describe yourself accurately. Now, good. A, a spouse, a husband or a wife sometimes can be an accurate mirror for you, but almost always the pattern that develops there is denial uh, right. because, well, they don't really know me. Well, they do right. really know you, right. <laughs> is the truth. Right. But, uh, you've got to find some way to get an outside voice. Uh, mm -hmm. In our personal growth trainings, and you know, these two companies that I founded and led the, previously have a million 300,000 graduates from these high impact wow. experiential learning events around leadership. And one of the, in our second level program, which is the more intense, more personal, more confrontive, uh, our trainers are equipped with uh, an eight and a half by 11 mirror. Because at some point in That's some smart. of those trainings, you have to force that mirror up in front of somebody mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. say, look at you, look into your eyes. You know, the depth of the soul is betrayed mm -hmm. in the eyes. It's a fact. And um, so that's pretty hard to do alone, but mm -hmm. it's possible. You know, mm -hmm. it's possible. And, uh, uh, but that you've got to, the, the exercise, you know, all of our work is experiential. So right. we're not right. just giving lectures, right? Right. Uh, and so one of those exercises, the theme of it, is stop, look, and choose. And that's mm -hmm. when you get right down to it. That's what people that are in, in a struggle uh, need to do. They need to stop. Stop justifying it. Stop making reasons and excuses. And they've got a story about it. Yeah. I have an expert at having a story about things. Me too. I, I, I can mislead <laughs> myself. And it is poetic. It is so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I love this. I love this. Yes, yes. <laughs> Same. And, you know, I remember in the middle of that horrible divorce that uh, that John and I were had lunch together. We were having a conversation about it. And he asked me something about the divorce. And I said, and I, I didn't think. It just came out of me. Uh, and I re later I realized that had some wisdom in it. I said, John, I'm so tired of my own story. I'm so tired of my own story. You know, like, <laughs> what did he say to that? That's so funny. <laughs> He's probably like, I'm tired of it too, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Because when we, when we share too much of our story, because we're victims, right? Because this was me too. 
you know, I got tired of it too. Like one day I was complaining about something and I got tired. I even was like, oh, shut <laughs> up. Like, shut up. And then I'm like, is this what people feel about me? This sucks, you know? Uh, that was just the moment I had. A, and I stopped. I just, I, I stopped. It's too much, Look, right? How many, uh, you know, for people that are in a struggle right now and maybe having a bit of an issue coming to grips with it, first of all, I am you. I've been there big time. Yeah, uh, big time. But, you know, how many times do you want to say, oh, it's the economy, it's politics, it's it's uh, my people oh, aren't loyal. Uh, uh, you know, the problem is my wife's brother that she insisted that I hire him or her. And, you know, all that stuff that we tell people about our issues uh, or that I've made this mistake again. Right. For the eighteenth time, right? Poor me. I'm a Poor victim. Me. I'm a victim of myself. You know. Uh, You're so, a straight freaking shooter, aren't you, Robert? I like this. <laughs> Good. Look, I've Good done job. all that. I've done every bit of that myself. <laughs> right, and, and then, of right, course, same. you know, we've I've had this incredible experience. See, uh, for eighty percent of my business life, I worked behind the scenes. The most common thing that people in the industry say when they find out about what I've done is, where were you? I, have you been in hiding? I mean, mm. I, I became the second largest training company in the world. People in the industry knew who I was, but our graduates didn't know me. Right. My name right. was my name at that time was not on my company. You right. know, like Tony Robbins' name was on his company. Dale Carnegie, Stephen Covey. You know, it goes on and on like that. Right. Right. Uh, for reasons that would require a couch and a therapist, right. I didn't do that. Gotcha. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, so that unconsciousness that I saw, in, I, what I did was train trainers. So I'm in, mm. I've been in the back of the room thousands of times, and I'm working to ha improve their skills, their consciousness mm -hmm. in this high mm -hmm. impact work. Well, you cannot be in the back of the room without suddenly realizing you're a student in the training mm, thousands good. of times. So right. I've had that mirror forced up in my face right. to my benefit, always right. uncomfortable, by the way. Mm -hmm. If it's not uncomfortable, it really isn't an issue. Right. <laughs> Actually, right. You know. right. But, right. Uh, you know, always in a positive atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, I'll share this story. When John Denver, you know, John had, speaking of jets, his jet and mine were in the same hangar, uh, you know, were stored in the same place. Um, mm -hmm. And we always fought about it. He had a faster one. I had a bigger one. So, <laughs> you, know <how> guys, <laughs> you know how guys are about stuff like that. Right, but, right. But so I do this training. Uh, with a couple of my team members for John and for the staff and board of the Windstar Foundation, 32 people. And at the end of that train, and actually, if you go to the John Denver Memorial in Aspen, you'll see a central stone. And by the way, it's the most beautiful memorial you've ever seen to walk around in it. I mean, they did they did a fabulous job. His, his first wife, Annie, and the city of Aspen worked together on this. And it, it's stunningly beautiful. Uh, it's, it's an, like a meditation garden and, uh, but on the central stone, this big granite stone about 10 feet high, 
is carved his name, the date of his birth, the date of his death. Uh, I think it says father, brother, husband, you know, stuff like that. Pretty common. And then it says his stand, his statement of purpose that he arrived at in that training. Um, mm. And I, I, I don't remember a lot uh, these days, but I remember that because it was so dramatic. He said, I am a song. I live oh. to be sung. I sing with all my heart. Wow, that's beautiful. Pretty good, huh? Well, that's at the beautiful. end of that training, a lot of truth had been told to a lot of people. So we do an exercise where we clear all the chairs out of the room, and then you stand in front of one other person. And you, uh, uh, person A and person B, and person A says, the gift I see in you, Nina, is. And then mm -hmm. whatever the gift is, you see in them. And the recipient can only say thank you. No justifying, no evading. No and then you reverse roles. And when that's complete, you go to the, you find another partner. So at the end of the, it's very healing. Yeah. It's very affirming. You hear things that you had maybe had doubts about or fears about, mm -hmm, or you get mm -hmm. surprised by what people see in you because again, you're the fish in the water. <laughs> you right, don't see right. Accurately, right. right. So it's very life affirming, very positive experience. And at the end of it, I'm busy running the exercise. Suddenly I realized that John Denver, my new friend and one of the most famous entertainers in the world, is laying on the floor sobbing. Oh. And I had just come back to the US after 12 years in Japan. And I'm and I'm I'm committed to building my culture change business in, in the US. And I'm thinking, this is going to be on the front page of some newspaper. My career is over now. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and wow. I, didn't, I didn't know what to do. So I laid down on the floor with him. And what I learned there, Nina, was that this guy who had everything in terms of success and fame and artistic expression, the co-founder of the Hunger Project, the, uh, um, an ambassador for peace, it goes on and on and on, his accomplishments. Uh, a professional level photographer, a very good golfer. You know, he's amazing. Uh, uh, ironic, given how he died, uh, he was a, a rated pilot, jet rated pilot. I mean, he's a good, he's good. And he's on the floor sobbing. And what he shared with me was 31 people gave him feedback. Not one of them said that the gift they saw in him was his music. Wow. They said, uh, what they, wow. so I said, what, what did they say? And he said, they said, I was a great father, that I was a really good friend, that I was really committed person to the future of, of the planet. And, that and he just went on and on and on like that wow and i said well john what did that mean to you and he said i already knew i was a good musician i didn't know i was a good man oh that's deep yeah i love and that and laying there on the floor he promised to write a song about it which two years later he did so you can hear it if you'd like to go on YouTube. It's called The Gift You Are. He converted oh. the gift I see in you to The Gift You Are. And for the last three years of his life, that was one of his encore songs. And he would have people in the audience sing it to whoever they were there with. 
uh, wow. sing the chorus. So that's so that's, powerful. But that's you know that kind of wake up call is what people need to engineer in their lives. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's a group. Sometimes that's a coach. Sometimes that's getting smacked upside of the head. Yeah. And and that's your wake up call. And then you yeah. need to look at your foundational uh, qualities around around uh, purpose and vision, and and you what makes you one of one? Why are you here? Yeah. And and you know that that kind of clears a whole lot of things up for people once they get that. Well, because you're you're going you're going uh, you know seven layers deep, right? It's not just about systems, right? You're not coming in and talking to them just about systems and how to run a system and how to run a management group, but you're going deeper than that. So they take this not just in the life of being that CEO or that leader or whatever that role is, entrepreneur, but they're also taking that, they could take that into their life life, you know, um, what you're, what you're, what you're making them become aware of what you're, what you're showing them to take ownership of that will trickle down into all the other areas of their life. And, um, just like, you know, John, it's like, yeah, you might be a good CEO or something, but maybe you're also a good person, a good man, a good woman, you know, somebody who can bring something out into the world that can be more significant than the, than the widget that you're selling or the, you know, or the service or whatever it is. So, that's really powerful, Robert. I think that this can be a, no, not could be, this is a huge shift into where the world is going to, because uh, buyers are more into the person now than they are about the product. Mm. Right. So it's a good I, observation. And also what you have to realize is if you're a leader, if you have that privilege, that honor and that tremendous role to fill, uh, your people, as a gen this is a big generalization, but it's mm -hmm. generalizations are mostly true. That's that's why we use them. Right. Uh, people lack meaning and purpose in their lives. Yeah. They're yeah. spending one third of their lives at work. If yeah. you can help them discover their purpose, that mean if you can bring meaning to that work, so that uh, yeah. that what people are doing they connect it up with their role in the world every everything you do now you're buying with the uh, knowledge of knowing who's selling the product it's not like it used to be right like people used to like you like yourself right? I used to hide behind you know doing all the work and and nobody knew who you were that's not really how people purchase anymore like people really want to know who you are, who's running the company, what they stand for, all that kind of stuff, Robert, right? So I think that that's what you're really going to be helping a lot of these entrepreneurs and leaders with, to show up, to show up for themselves, to show up for their company, to lead Look, well. Most people are really clear about two things. And I, if I don't provide those two things in my work with them or, or any coach with business people, they're looking for profit and uh, time. They're looking mm -hmm. for free time. Mm -hmm. uh, just so they can have a life. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. They kind of know that part. And they get reminded of that by their spouse and by their friends that they don't have a life. Right. So <laughs> if, if they're right. not hearing that, they've got wax in their ears. And right. uh, so, yeah, we've got to improve the effectiveness of their organizations where they don't have a job. And, right. and we have to give them more time. I have right. a lot of belief, and it's actually born out in uh, quantum physics that you heal yourself by uh, producing results 
when wow. you can see that you shifted in how you're showing up in your clarity of speech, in your leadership qualities, uh, and and results go up, that is you uh, that changes you. It does. That's how you change. It does. Results. If somebody's 100%. teaching self-confidence, but it's based on just words, it ain't going to work. That's it. You know, uh, but you got to do something. And uh, so I'm, I, that's what I'm into. Well, you dropped an enormous amount of amazing nuggets and knowledge here today. So, I, I mean, I, I could talk to you forever, ever, right? <laughs> I'm going to let you go because I have, I have things to do. You have things to do. Otherwise, we'll be here for hours because I really enjoy this conversation. But before I let you go, though, um, because I know that what you're offering is something I, I feel really strongly. I, I feel the same way you do. Every coach needs a coach or every person needs a coach. You know, every therapist needs a therapist, like that kind of thing. We always need someone. And so how do people get in contact with you? How do they follow you? You know, where do they get your book? Give us all of that information too before you go so that they know uh, where they can uh, connect with you. Well, I've uh, made a major step forward, Nina. I put my name on something. So okay. the website is the therobertwhite.com. Awesome. Awesome. therobertwhite.com. And under resources, uh, you'll find my book. You can get a signed copy. Or you can go on Amazon. Uh, you know, frankly, on Amazon, I'm selling 20 uh, Kindles to every book. Um, you know, people are yeah. in this electronic age. Yeah. Uh, and But on my website, you can also punch a button and you're going to get 30 minutes with me free. Uh, oh, wow. I do ask, I do ask that you come to that call with an issue so that we're talking about something that would be right. meaningful to you. Right. Uh, and uh, you can also sign up and I do recommend this. I do a free weekly easing called an extraordinary minute with Robert White. And it's uh it's a quote from somebody, something I read, something I saw in a video, uh, something from someone else, and then my comments on it, oh. and all designed to be read in one minute or less. And what it does is it it helps us be in relationship. Anytime yeah. you hit reply to that email, uh, I'm going to see it and answer it. So, oh, that's so good. Uh, it's a, a nice way to stay in touch. Yeah, uh, and my oh, and the book is available on on under resources, and I'm doing some events, and uh, that's always under the events page. Right. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been doing some free ninety minute programs on leadership uh, that have very strong oh, feedbacks. So I think I'm going to continue that. I'm actually actually doing one. I don't know when the show will air, so maybe I shouldn't mention that. But if you want to find out about those. Uh, I think it's a pretty powerful 90 minutes, frankly. And, uh, um, and that'll be under the events page at the robertwhite.com. And of course I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook and all Instagram and all that stuff. Well, thank you. Um, you know, uh, thank you for several things. Thank you for the, for honestly, the knowledge and, and everything you, you poured into, uh, our listeners. I also want to thank you for your vulnerability and your openness and your willingness to take us on a journey. Um, because, you know, that is one thing that I do love to talk to people about is who they really, really are. 
Um, and, you know, some people will go there because they're bold enough and strong enough and confident enough to go there. Some people won't, but you did. And I honor that. And I thank you for that. And I appreciate your time and this, because, you know, to me, I know that we're not promised tomorrow and we're not even promised moments from now. Right. So when I have these conversations, I take them very seriously. They're really dear to my heart, but especially when somebody is willing to go there. And so I'm going to hold this conversation in my heart for a very long time, Robert. And I want to thank you for that. I really do. So thank you for being on Straight Talk and thank you for being with me. You're very welcome. Can I make a request? Sure. Uh, look, the last uh, 15 months for me have been really difficult uh, since the death of my son. I am ambushed occasionally by anger and by sadness yes. that I, I can't even describe. I never thought it would happen in my life. My former wife and I have set up a foundation to uh, educate young people about the dangers of drug abuse. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't need money. We have that handled. But we uh, we need awareness. And uh, he died by going to a party in, ingesting cocaine that was laced with fentanyl. 108,000 people, mostly young people, died that way last year just in America. <laughs> And uh, uh, my request is simply to have an awareness that this open border we have to the south is a problem. Our, lack, a problem. Of our lack of education about uh, drug abuse is yeah. a problem. Uh, increasingly normalizing drugs in our society as a way to avoid your life. That's my, by the way, my judgment. Right, <laughs> uh, right. You know, uh, we need to wake up. Speaking of yeah. waking up. We're busy yeah. with our businesses. We're busy with our families. Uh, I think we need to realize we have an emergency. It certainly has brought home for me. Uh, I can't tell you the number of friends who learning of my son's death then told me about a close family member yeah. that yeah. died from uh, drug abuse in the last year. It's, right. it's staggering. Number. Wow, it's so, staggering. But let's wake up. We can do something about this. What's the name of the organization? Oh, uh, we're not announcing it because we don't. Oh, okay. Want people. We don't. Okay. We're not looking for donations. And oh, we're I see. Up. I see. You just okay. Got it. We're looking at other foundations and other educational outlets and organizations that already exist, and we'll just be funding. That's what, you know. Wow. But, uh, that's just part of our commitment. It is a big problem. It is a huge problem, Robert. It is a huge problem. Um, and, you know, something that many people don't like talking about because we all want to fluff everything up and make everything look pretty and whatever. But it is a big problem, uh, and especially among our youth. Um, and so that is that's terrible, Robert. And, but thank you so much for for not letting this show go without saying that. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you and your ex-wife's heart as well. Like to not even think that, uh, yeah, I'm not pitching it for money. I'm pitching it for awareness and I'm pitching it to try to save someone else's life and some, you know, and the pain of the family of that someone else's life. Um, so thank you so much for that, Robert. Man, see, I already said that I liked you a lot. Now you just sugarcoated <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> this is no, no sugar added. <laughs> I just well, really love you. I, and love, I love your I, energy. Yeah. Well, I love what you do, Nina. And that's Thank why I'm you. here. Uh, I wish you every possible success and happiness. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise, really likewise.
Guys, I told you that I find the best humans on the planet. And I knew that Robert was going to bring a whole bunch of wisdom and love and compassion and all of it. He just, he exceeded my expectations. So please make sure that you follow him. I'm going to put his information below so that you can click on it. Go ahead, follow him. Like he said, he'll even jump on a 30 minute call for you, but come with a problem so that you guys can solve that problem. So make sure that you are going with intention, right? So make sure you um, um, like, share, subscribe with uh, whoever hears this so that we can also spread the word of awareness that Robert dropped on us just at the very end here. I want to make sure that you use, utilize that to help someone else. That is what we're here for, is to grow, challenge, and transform our thinking and to impact the lives of others. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best, okay? I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register, W-I-N. JECT.com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.